Thank you for joining me on According to John. And today we're going to be finishing up part two with Pastor Duke Herget of When All These Things Happen. I hope you enjoy. God bless. We, we win. win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thy kingdom come, his will will be done. Well, here, here's an interesting passage, too, that we were in where it said in uh, uh, 31, Matthew, or I'm sorry, Luke 21, 31. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. 32. And, and I'm going to ask you about this, this question here in just a second, because I want to get back on it. It says, assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. And then in 30, Luke 21, 34, uh, Jesus warns us very clearly. Uh, but take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, cares of this life, and that day, uh, and that day come on you unexpectedly for it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. So, so we realize what's, and I, and I think we're seeing this today to be quite honest with you. Absolutely. Um, people's hearts are getting heavy and some people literally are like, man, forget this crap. And they're, they're, they're literally pleasing themselves and they shouldn't be, they should be more than anything. They should be drawing back and, and, and living out Christ uh, instead of, instead of pushing the Bible away. But one of the things I wanted to ask you about in this passage, uh, and, and I have my thoughts on it, obviously. Uh, you know, every, everybody's got their thoughts and opinions. They're like armpits. Everybody, <laughs> everybody has one. They usually always think. But, yeah. but either way, we like to share it, right? So one of the questions I have is in verse 32. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away until all things take place. What, what do you think? Uh, that generation is. Who do you think that generation is? Well, that's been debated, right? Oh, yeah, because there's a a a, a, whoa, a whole array of ideas. Um, first of all, I'll tell you where I've landed. I believe that I'm going to see the second coming of Jesus. Amen. I believe I'm going to see the rapture of the church if we live long enough. Which, yeah, which, which? I'm 66 years old, and I, I I believe that. And the more I study, the more I believe. To kind of go back to exactly that the generation. generation yeah well in luke 21 24 i think is the most specific sign that i'm going to begin that generation with this event and luke 21 24 he said and they the jewish people shall fall by the edge of sword number one they will be led away captive into all nations number three jerusalem will be taken over controlled by the gentiles and then we fast forward, and that all happened in the year 70 AD. The Jews fell. Uh, uh, Jerusalem was taken over by the Gentiles. The Jews were scattered into all the world. And he says, until the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled. In other words, until the Jews come back and retake their land. They were scattered. They were called the wandering Jew. This is the biggest sign of all. The rebirth of the modern state of Israel, Israel. all the way back to Genesis 12, when God called Abraham to make him the messianic nation. I'll create of you a great and mighty nation. I'll give you your own land. I'll bless those who bless you. I'll curse those who curse you. And from your seed, Abraham's seed, the redeemer will come. And so he gave them their land. It was uh, to Abraham. And then they were out of the land for 400 years in Egypt. And he takes them back to the land under uh, under Moses, out of, out of captivity from Egypt into the land through Joshua, back out of the land in 70 AD. 
and one of the signs of his soon return, this generation, I think, has marked the beginning of that generation. Uh, if there's a starting point, the rebirth of modern state of Israel, which happened in May, May, I think, 11th, 1948. Was it 11th or the 14th? 11th or 14th. Somewhere around there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. May 1948. 48, yep. But then, very specifically, in Luke 21, 24, it's talking about this holy city, Jerusalem, mm-hmm. which was not retaken until the Six-Day War. I'd like to come back and tell you some stories about the Six-Day War. Blow your mind. Unbelievable yeah. hand of God oh my goodness. moving upon his right? people. The, the tank, June, uh, just amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah June yeah. 10th, 1967, Jerusalem was retaken. So we have the question, theological question, does that generation sort of begin, the clock begin at 48? Or 67. Or 67. I think it's, I think it's 48. I'm hoping so because I'm ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I think it's 48. Uh, and the reason I think it's 48, if you, if you do all the numbers of when Israel was in bondage, and literally you can go through the Bible, go into the Old Testament, uh, follow the, the prophetic books, and, and they talk about uh, the, the years that they were in bondage. And, and look at the difference in the calendars because there's a three-year difference between the Jewish calendar and, Hebrew and calendar. Yeah, the Hebrew calendar and our calendar. And so we have to make those, those differences. But, but when you do that, um, and then you look at when... Israel becomes their own nation again, right? Which is referenced in 24 that you and I were, the generation, I mean, the, the generation in 32, 33. And it says those, the generation who sees that day sees happening, that's, that's the key. Yeah. Yeah. Who sees that day happening. Now, this is my take, but you tell me. I feel like that is uh, 8 to 12 years old. Eight to 12 years old of that, because it can't just be the generation that's born then. It's got to be the generation that actually sees and can understand what's happened. And, and I feel like that puts someone between eight to 12 uh, of understanding. And I follow that drift. Okay. So then you do all the math and you get that. And then you look at the generations in the Bible and the Bible says, uh, uh, if you live a generation of 70 years, but if you're blessed, you'd be 80 years. But we also know a generation go, what is 112? I think was the longest generation and seven years was the shortest. There's, uh, it's the, the scriptures throw out all these things. It's not definitive. I think it's that's why Jesus says nobody knows the day or the hour. Exactly. But when you begin to see all these things, so we're, no matter how old a gener- long a generation is, you know, uh, Moses lived 120 years. Is that a generation? 40, 40, 40. His life was divided into three parts. I don't know. I, no, nobody knows. Right. So, well, if I knew I'd write a book and make a lot of money. So, so check this out. Uh, boy, I'm going to go out on a limb here because I, I did a sermon in 2008. And in 2008, I did this sermon. I ran all the numbers. And, uh, and, and it's on. It's, it's it's, it's recorded, so I have a defense. Oh, no. Right? So, so I did this sermon, and I ran all these numbers, and I looked at the generation and so on and so forth. And in the sermon, I said, listen, 2016 is going to be the beginning of our travails. We're going we're gonna, to, our pains, we're going to start feeling something in 2016. This is in 2008, mind you. And I'm not a smart guy. But this tells you how accurate the Bible is or, or how we can at least yeah. look at the scriptures and follow that. And if you really study it out, find the dates. I mean, I mean, the Bible, dude, the Bible's loaded, right? So I said in 2016, we're going to see the beginning of some pains. Uh, 2020, it wouldn't shock me if 
if we see Christ return by 2020 and, or that would be really like, we're going to see a big change in 2016 and then 2020, uh, it's going to be chaos. And then I felt like, and, 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 and by the way, no man knows the day or the hour. So please, by no means am I even pretending like I know anything. But in 2008, when I did this sermon, I said, uh, it would not shock me if Christ returned by 2024, because I think in 20, by 2024, the world will be upside down. Yeah. You're talking the difference between time and trigger. Yeah. Uh, that there's so many little nuances to the timing. And so for me, you know, God knows the day and the hour. Right, right. And every day we're a day closer. That's cool. But to me, when I, when I see the scriptures, I see a, a timeline that events will happen on. The book of Revelation is primarily chronological. And people say, do you think the Antichrist is alive? And I, I do. I do. The Antichrist could yeah. be probably uh, lots of different people. What really makes the Antichrist isn't so much the person as it is the spirit of Satan who comes to dwell in that person. Right. So I believe. Yeah, so it could be anybody. I, but I, I think it could be you know, lots of different people. Right. But the thing that I really landed on for like the, the trigger and I, it just stands out more and more, especially this last four months that, you know, things can happen so fast. You know, you can have a, I remember as a, as a new believer, Jimmy Carter was unheard of. And then, you know, a few months later, he's our president. And I thought, wow, that same thing happened with Obama. Yeah. It's like, he gives this speech and four years later, he's the hey, president. president. And with Carter it was even faster. It's like, who's this guy? Oh, he's your new president. And so I, that was kind of a thing kind of lands in your soul to think about the rise of the antichrist this could come up very suddenly and i'm sure it will but the the trigger that i see that just is a second thessalonians 2 uh it's a it's a new church paul had only been there three weeks they're getting saved that the, the town's on fire they just got jesus in their heart man he's coming back and they're so excited but they, they don't they're just newbies they right. don't know the scriptures yet and they'd heard about this antichrist who is he when is he coming is he going to hurt us are we should we be scared and and then paul writes back to them a second epistle just kind of settle them down he has to settle them. that's why yeah, settle a lot of people don't realize that thessalonians 2 second thessalonians was to, to freaking out because they were freaking out yeah. well they quit working they yeah. they're like oh jesus is coming back i'm not gonna do anything Should i go up on the mountain wear a white robe wait for him to come and right i mean like, no, 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 and he's like whoa hold on guys <laughs> but it, he he gives that whole second chapter really gives i think the trigger and he, he talks about a falling away apostasy of people be turning away from truth. But we see that churches watering it down, churches dying. I think not the biblical churches, right. uh, but uh, you see that falling away. The country has fallen away from, from God. Uh, nations are, are falling away from God. But then he, he gets real simple with them. He says, you know what withholdeth. He said, just think about this. This isn't rocket science. Who is the Antichrist? Well, that's Satan incarnate in the flesh and a political leader. Okay. You know what withhold. Who alone has the power to hold back Satan? It's not the Duke Meister. It's, it's not John. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mess with you in the street, man. But <laughs> he, the only one that has the power to hold him Amen. back is the Holy Spirit. Amen. Where does he live in us all who believe? When are we... who? When are we taken out of his way? Going back to that scripture, he who, 
you know what withholdeth the Holy Spirit. Yep. Only he, Holy Spirit, who now letteth will let until he, the Holy Spirit, is taken out of the way. That and when is, is that? That's the rapture That's of the, the rapture. church. That's when Jesus comes, takes us home, takes yep. us to the Father's house, just like in the old Jewish weddings. And um, the Holy Spirit will not be here right. and, as and he is now. Here's one of the interesting things. So, so that uh, you guys understand what, what we're talking about is removing the Holy Spirit. And, and obviously, it's two different levels. So, so I'm just trying to give a, uh, an example here. Um, when the Holy Spirit is gone, it's going to be total chaos, much like when uh, the police are gone, when law enforcement's gone. Yeah. Uh, when, when you take away that which restricts evil. Huge illustration in our face. In our face. This month. Absolutely. And so as we are seeing defund the police, we are seeing more and more evil. And, and I just watched a video uh, uh, on uh, New York's, uh, the New York City subway where two elderly gentlemen are, are on, the, on the subway. And uh, they, they, this, another guy who um, was for Black Lives Matters, and, uh, and he got up. And just just got up and took his knife out and started slashing these elderly two men. elderly men. We're talking retired, like 60, late 60s, early 70s. Oh, yeah, easy. And start slashing uh, him all in, all in the name of, of uh, Black Lives Matters. And then he, he goes off and, and, dude, they were... They had stab wounds all over them, hands they broken. Were, it, was, it was horrible. They were maimed. And, and, but why is New York city? And by the way, dude, this is, we're talking our state. Yeah. Just, just, just below us. Yeah. So, so why, why is New York city so off the charts? And it's because uh, I'm calling it out, baby, because what good is it to say there's a wolf if you don't point at it? And so here we have de Blasio, uh, stepping back. As a matter of fact, he said, I watched a, 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 a clip on it yesterday where he said, we're not going to have parades. We're not going to have fairs. We're not going to have any public, public gatherings. And then he was asked by Wolf, are you, are you going to, what about the rioters? And he goes, well, you know, they have a right. And so uh, we're not going to stop them from, from their right. Well, that word you said was scripture restraint. There's no restraint. And we, we see, as restraint is is listed, as, as, as police are told to stand down, stand up. Who would have ever thunk that? Right. Or stand down. Or and watch what happens. Yeah. Or how about this? Okay, go into battle. They're telling these police officers to go into battle, but you can't take your weapon. Go into battle, but you can't put anybody in chokehold. You can't restrain anyone. You can't hold them back. But they, the, the, those that wish to do evil are literally putting these police officers in the hospital and the police officers have been ordered to stand down. Yeah. So, so, and, and, and I'm going to give it right back to you here in just a second. And that's my whole thing is when you look at right now, the restraint of God is still on the earth because the Holy spirit is still here. But when you take God away, when you take that, which restrains evil, if, if, if we have it now and God is still here via the Holy Spirit, and we know he is, what is it going to be like when there is nothing, nothing stopping evil from reigning? Scriptures raining? tell us perilous days. Perilous. Perilous yeah. where no one will be safe. 
and uh, it was it was prophesied. And so I see that trigger mm-hmm. that the Antichrist cannot arise until the Holy Spirit, who lives in the people who believe the church, we say, is taken home. And then shall that wicked be revealed, and there will be no restraint. That is scary. I'm so glad I won't be here for mm-hmm. that. We're going to be at the wedding feast of the Lamb, the judgment seat of Christ, and we're going to be at the mother of all parties. But my heart breaks for those that, that are biblically ignorant. What is their hope? Uh, is there hope in the, the Democratic Party to oh settle this down? Is there hope in the Republican Party? Well, uh, so, to, so to you know, what's, you know what's crazy? So you have the Democratic Party who's not doing anything to calm this down. And what's even worse, you have, the, Re- you have the Republican Party just setting back. It's like, what, what, what are you waiting on? You have to, here, here's an interesting passage that I'm going to take up from where you were talking about in, in Luke uh, 20, uh, 21, 24. It says, they will fall by the edge of the sword, be led away captive into all nations. Jerusalem will be uh, trampled by Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. And then 25, it says, and there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, in the stars, and on the earth, distress, distress of, of nations. nations. What nation right now is not distressed? And then it gets even more interesting with perplexity. Nobody knows how to solve anything right now. Men's hearts failing them for fear and complexity. 26. That's what I want to talk about. Men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven will be shaken. Men are seeing what's coming and they're fearful right now. And they ought ought to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, human depravity is going to overflow. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you see it in the rioting. There's anger. There's an absence of God, an absence of restraint uh, that's just boiling, 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 especially in uh, the African-American community. They've not been treated right. There, There is not an equal playing field. Uh, my heart goes out. I have a lot of great Oh, my friends. goodness, right? I, 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 we're not going to defend uh, any of any kind of racism at all, because I think is absolutely disgusting. Makes God say it. Dude, I'm all in it. And um, uh, one of the saddest things that breaks my heart is, uh, man, I, I love everybody. And you do too. And, and anybody that knows us knows, I don't, I don't care where you come from. Even if you got three heads, I'm going to give you a hug. Yeah. And, but now Lord I, or not, here I hug. Right. <laughs> and now I go to, I, I go to the supermarket or I go to the gas station and, and I'll pass someone of color. And before I would smile at them and they'd smile at me and we'd say hello. And then a lot of times I'd, man, I'd kick up a conversation. And, uh, and before you know it, it's, it's a, uh, a handshake and I'll pull them in and give them a man hug, which kind of freaks them out a little bit. <laughs> but, but uh, and, and you, of course, you know, once I start pulling you in, you're in, right? There's no defense. And uh, no restraint. And today, Nowadays, since, since all this junk, and especially in the last month, yeah. people look at you different. Yeah. And, dude, I still love them. Space. Keep yeah. And, so and, and that's that division we talked about. And, man, it absolutely breaks my heart to see this. And if I can say anything to you guys to encourage you, uh, stop that. Do, yeah. do not allow Satan to have that kind of victory. Man, you see someone... Even if you got to pull your mask down so they can see your smile, pull it down and say hello and wish them a great day. Keep your six-foot distance so nobody's freaking out. And then once you smile at them, put it back up. Uh, it's nobody's speaking anymore. 
that, that whole division that and, and men's hearts failing them. That, I think that's. I think it's that's the spirit f- of Satan yeah. to divide, it's feeding to it, keep us distant. Horrible. Uh, and it is the spirit of our age. Who would have ever guessed? It's social distancing. That is so. What did Jesus do with the lepers? Man, he went and touched them. You know, right. and raised them up. And so it's the spirit of Antichrist is here, not the, not the political person, but the right. spirit. The spirit of Antichrist is the spirit of Satan. Absolutely. To take everything Absolutely. that's holy and sacred and good about a culture and take it away. You know, in the history of the world, you quarantined. The Bible teaches quarantine for sick people. Right. Never before have we quarantined well people. Right. But he's, he's clever. And we went sort of into martial law and didn't even realize it and we come no, well well no 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 we real for those of us that s- saw what was going on we were realizing it dude you listen here here's one of the most amazing things that a lot of people don't understand and and, and this is shameful on the christians too i'm just going to tell you right now uh shame on most christians because even the christians don't read their bible and and if they if they read their bible they would see this coming and they wouldn't be triggered. They would, or they would be triggered to see what's going on and realize that it's from evil, and and they would start making adjustments that are godly. And instead, uh, we see today's Christians are even feeding this the the frenzy uh, because they're scared to death. They don't understand. And it's because, like you said earlier, if you read the Bible. That fear drifts away. Now, there's still a little anxiety. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, you're a little I anxious. The, I don't want to get the virus if I don't have to. I'm 66 and yeah. type 2 diabetic. I don't want it. I don't want to be cavalier. but right. I Yeah, I because the virus be, is real. We're not saying it's not. Yeah, I just want to be compassionate. I don't, want to, I don't want fear to take away my compassion right. and divide me from people. I want to be as attached to people as, as, as much as I possibly can. And everybody's can. locking themselves down, man. It's, it's with crazy. perplexity, that word. That's the perplexity, yeah. yeah it's, it's, this COVID thing is so perplex. It, it's a killer for, for people with uh, conditions. Uh, thank God it doesn't hurt children too much. Very yeah. thankful for that. But it's perplex. You know, it's transmission. It is so highly contagious. Uh, like no other thing, is it, is it a, a pandemic or is it a pandemic? You know, that's, that's perplexity. That opens up a whole other can of worms, which is not our... Yeah, not our agenda, or dude. We're we're not going there today. Uh, I try. So, so one of the things, just for anybody that's joining in uh, on this on this uh, podcast, uh, according to John, is not a political uh, stand that, or a uh, platform that I use. Uh, according to John, we we stick with the Bible. What's going on today? What scriptures say? What what do we see happening? Uh, it's about explaining verses and understanding God. So. Uh, I can assure you today, if you're going, oh, they're going political, we're not going political, and you can listen to every one of my podcasts, and and you'll see that that there's nothing political on any of them. But if we're going to understand all these things that the Bible talks about, we have to look at politics. What's going on? Politics uh, in the hand of the evil one. It's, It's really a spirit battle between good and evil. But politics envelops all of that. Yep. And so you have... Um, I, I hate politics. The only thing I hate worse than politics is religion. I know, right? <laughs> <I> never, <laughs> Jesus never intended to start a religion. He just wanted right. people to know him and walk right. with him. So, so I did. I actually did a podcast last week, or or two, it was either last week or two weeks ago. Is Christianity a religion or a relationship? And and so if you listen to that one, you'll clearly see where Jesus' heart was, and it yeah. definitely wasn't in religion. We're on the same page, there, uh, Pastor John. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, the, the, the political end of it affects morality. You know, uh, abortion uh, is a moral issue. Absolutely. But it's also a political issue. Uh, sodomy is a moral position, but it's also a political thing. And so I don't care about politics. I do care about morality. Right. And I won't uh, take a bullet for uh, any political party. Uh, but I'll take a bullet for more on moral issues. Right. So the political thing I could care less about, but the moral and the prophetic area, and they do intertwine. Oh, absolutely. They absolutely do. Uh, you, you, well, well, because the political moves the country uh, in, in morals and religion. You, you can't, listen, you can't, uh, you can't take politics out of anything because one of the biggest things that, that, that was the drop of our country, I believe was when we said, or what, not we, but when the media and the politicians started saying, and people started saying separation of church and state, separation of church and state. Well, if they'd go back and actually read the document, that it was it was to keep the state out of the church because the state was was controlling and telling the church you couldn't talk about Jesus and that's literally how America got started was men went we want to have freedom of religion and so they got out of the state started a, a, a Christ, you know this move of saying listen Christianity and we're going to talk about Jesus and if you want to be a politician you better be a Christian and then so so the church was allowed in the state because. It, once the church lost its footing in the politics, we lost footing in influence. And we weren't supposed to separate the church out of the state. We were supposed to keep the state out of the church for freedom of religion. Yeah, I think there's some main events on that. I think the Scopes trial in 1929 was huge where we took God out of uh, the science class. Yep. Uh, then uh, Roe v. Wade, where we begin to kill the most innocent among us, which James chapter 5 talks about. It says at the time of the end, the economic crisis uh, that will be global, which I think is happening as we speak. He tells us why, why God would allow that judgment to come. We're trusting in money. It's a false god. God sent judgment against the false gods of Egypt. Those weren't, those plagues weren't just, uh, hey, let's do frogs. They're yucky. Right. Uh, it was a frog god, Hopi. There was specific pinpoint god, judge, uh, god bombs against the false deities of Egypt. And the false god of today would certainly be money. God said, I'm just going to let yeah. that collapse. Yeah. And he says, because of your fraud, which we see at every level in business and government, uh, it is unbelievable the levels of fraud. Oh, it goes deep. It, it go on and on yeah. in the deep yeah. state. Yeah. And it says, you have killed the innocent among you who doth not even resist you. Mm. That's abortion. Mm. Everybody resists right. death. Right. But the innocent babies, the blood of it was close, closing in on 70 million dead Americans. Yeah. And the Bible says the blood of the innocent cries from the, so from the soil. And so. But you, you, you want to know one of the interesting things about abortion that I don't know many people know. But if they went back and researched it. The lady that started yeah. abortion, Margaret Sanger. Yeah, she was a racist, and, Terrible racist. and her whole is horrible. And her whole goal was to eliminate the black people, yeah. and and that's why they started abortion. They thought, hey, this would be a great way to do it. Obviously, God's not going to allow that to happen. But um, man, it, it 
the, the very premise, the very premise of it was evil. The grassroots level, people don't know that they don't know history, and those that don't know history are condemned to repeat it. Yeah. And uh, so it's a great, it's a great lie. Yeah. Uh, I think of that word there in Second Timothy three. Yeah, but, but here, here, before you get there, check this out. It's a great lie, but look at the title they call themselves: Planned Parenthood. We're here to help. Yeah. And it's We're a murder mill. Yeah, it's a murder mill. We're here to kill. Yeah. So when you begin to see all these things at the moral level, the social level, the political level, the rebirth of the modern state of Israel, the retaking of the holy city, Jerusalem, the exponential uh, increase of knowledge, the technology, the mark of the beast, the cashless society, uh, artificial intelligence, men running to and fro upon the earth. What about that one? Every eye shall see for technology. You know, I've not yeah. met anybody in the last 15 years that has not seen what happened on uh, on 9-11. Right. But they weren't there to see it uh, live. Right. But they, I've seen it a thousand times on TV. And that, that passage made no sense. How could you, every eye should see the globe is round. If you're on that side of the world, when it happens, you can't see it. And it's like, oh, oh that, that, that's how that happens. Yeah. Every eye shall see. Remember uh, Y2K? Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, oh, well, these computers, we don't know if they can actually switch from 1999 to 2000. And if it goes to 2000, everything's going to crash. And people went crazy. I did stocking. have a bathtub full of water just in did case. That's <laughs> 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 So, So here was the thing. I, I, um, I went home, and it was, I think it happened like on a Thursday or Friday. It was, it was in the week. Um, and I went home. I think it was a Thursday. Anyway, I go home and Sherry, uh, Sherry's my wife. And she said, uh, what are we going to do? You haven't bought any groceries. You haven't. And I go, we're not going to. And she goes, what do you mean? I said, look, we got enough canned goods on the shelf. We have enough food in there. And I said, here's what I believe God has told me. Nothing's going to change because in order for the antichrist, Satan, to rule and reign the earth. He is not omnipresent. God's omnipresent. God's omnipresent. He's omnipotent and omniscient. And omniscient. So that means he's everywhere. He is all powerful and he knows everything. Satan limited at best. Yeah. So in order for Satan to know what's going on around the world, he needs these computers. He needs something to help transmit uh, information quickly. And I said, so he's, listen, we, these computers are going to keep rolling just fine. There's not going to be any problems, and I'm not wasting money like a lot of people did. A lot of people went crazy, right? And, of course, what happened? 1999, 2000, nothing missed a beat. Now, if you look at it today, it has to progress so that, because if you remember, Satan is going to uh, put up in the sky the image of God, right, mm-hmm. to fool the people. Well, in order to do that, what's he need? He needs electronics, man. He needs technology. Technology. You know, on, on that technology point, I kind of built, I kind of prepared some thoughts uh, to come here today. Uh, did, I, did I stop you from... Sharing those, go on with no, it. No, no, no. We're we're on target, but I okay. just it's burning in my heart right yeah, now. Yeah, go I just with it. Interject. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, it, it talked about in Zechariah that at the time of the end, in the, after, when, when the Holy Spirit was removed, all hell's going to break loose on this yeah. planet. Yeah. And the Bible talks about uh, one third of the world burning. And you'd read that up until, say, 1948 and say, come on, man, that's not possible. Well, with nuclear technology, it's, we have the power for way more than one third of the earth to burn. But it's interesting, in Zechariah uh, 12 or 13, it talks about men's flesh would just like literally disintegrate. Yeah. Like they, they would just, this flesh would just disappear off their, 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 their eye sockets, which just melt. And that's exactly what happens with nuclear, uh, nuclear activity. And it's in an instant. In an instant. And that was written 2000. Uh, 500 years ago by the prophet Zechariah and people would read that and say you can't take that literally it's like yeah you can uh, third of the world burning no problem men's flesh is melting off of them literally no problem right. every eye shall see no problem the image of the beast speaking no problem uh, artificial intelligence uh, cashless society no problem when you begin to see all these things yep Man, oh man, he's coming, Matt, brother. <laughs> Where, I'm telling you, I, I look up all the time and I go, Lord, is today the day? Ready to go. I'm looking up and yeah. can't wait for the, the, the trumpet to sound. Yeah, um, yeah so, uh, all right, is there anything else that we have not covered, brother? Because you got a list down there. Uh, is there anything else we've not covered? Let's hit it. Well, I just close out with the timeline again. Okay. Um, nobody knows the day or the hour. I don't look for a certain day. I look more for the event. God's got this in his hand. Um, the, and I, I see things are going to continue to evil men and seducers wax worse and worse deceiving being deceived. I look socially. The Bible said it will be just like Sodom and Gomorrah. The cities about them in like manner. Men with men doing that which is unnatural. Women with women. That, that's here. I'm so grateful for the many homosexuals who came to Christ and Amen. Uh, living a wonderful yeah, life. Absolutely. Amen. Serving the Lord fervently in yeah. our church. So it's, that's not a matter of love or hate. It's just a matter of that, that, that would be yeah, it is what it upon is. us. Sure. It is what it is. Sure. And so the, the spirit, uh, socially evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse. Perilous times will come. What, what did you, here. did you, uh, hear now that, um, pedophiles, want to be looked at the same as the LGBTQ. Oh, and as a matter of fact, they even said they just want to be called um, uh, uh, something about those attracted to minors. Yeah, uh, uh, Just renaming sin to make it solid. okay. Yeah. And so when you put all these things together, socially, men shall be loved as their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, unthankful, unholy, uh, without natural affection, uh, Fierce, heady, traitors, heavy, uh, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. And then you, Jesus said it will be as the days of Noah were. Yeah. The world was filled with violence. Um, and Mo Noah was preaching God's judgment to come with a the flood. They mocked him. It made no sense. You're a crazy man. You're an idiot. Until they mocked him until it began to rain. It was too late. And so we have two groups of people, and um, we have those that are seekers. And if you seek, you'll find. Amen. But uh, you have the mockers, who. Well, I just want to give them uh, scripture of what you're what you're quoting. Is uh, we'll find it in Romans, uh, chapter one, verse eighteen, uh, to the end, eighteen to thirty-two, and um, and of course that's what you were actually quoting. I just wanted I just wanted to uh, to 
let the listeners know where they can find yeah, it. Yeah, we keep dragging the Bible into this talk. I know. It's your fault. I can't, I can't, I can't leave it alone, brother. But going back to where we started, uh, all these things, um, socially, we're here, sadly. Mm. And uh, that, re- that restrainer, the Holy Spirit, when he's taken out, I, I wouldn't. I feel so brokenhearted for those that will be left behind, those who have not made a commitment to Jesus, those that haven't said that simple little prayer like a child. Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. Come into my heart and save me. I know I've sinned, and you, you paid for my sins on the cross. You suffered. You bled. You died. You paid for my sins, and I believe it. In that moment, we believe. That, 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 that glorious moment. We're forgiven. Yeah. He gives unto us eternal life. He writes our name in the book of life, and he sends his spirit to live inside of us, to take the place of what we are. And he, he, I just read this morning, and Ezekiel gives us a new heart, a new song in our heart. And uh, this world was uh, this world was just driving me crazy as a young man back in the hippie mm-hmm. movement, the Vietnam era, and the racial thing. I had a lot of black friends back then, and you know, I, I you know I cried when Martin Luther King died, you know, and but he was doing it the right way. He was doing it the right way. I was gonna say, man, he he was, you know what? Uh, uh, some people say, well, he caused chaos everywhere he went. He didn't cause violence. He just took truth, and people didn't like it. Yeah, but but he did it right. He did it with a broken heart. He did it with a broken heart, and he did it with the prayer of God on his shoulders. Yeah, he had the blessing of God. Absolutely. Because he was doing the right thing. <laughs> Absolutely. The right way with the right heart attitude, and um, there were some I, breakthroughs. But. I, re- I remember, uh, I remember uh, giving my life to Christ. I was, I was 26 years old, and, um, uh, of course, you, you know, you know my, my past. I've, I've shared with you, and uh, uh, you, you couldn't have got a tear out of me anymore than you could a piece of concrete. I was hard, man. I was so hard, uh, ugly, just, yeah, I just wasn't a good guy. Uh, not saying I am now, but I definitely wasn't a good guy then. Jesus, uh, <clears throat> made some big improvements there, John. And I, well, I remember when I gave, when I just asked Jesus to forgive me, you know, I believed that Jesus was the son of God, the savior of the world. And I, and I was sitting there with a gentleman named Al Hedges, uh, man, love that guy, love him to death. And um, he used to sing and sound like Elvis. <laughs> just, he, dude, he would. And like, oh, you know. And uh, But I remember he took me in a back room at a church and led me to the Lord. And that day, I cried for three hours. Like the church emptied out. Everybody went home to lunch. Sherry was still sitting out on, on the pew waiting on me to come out. I'm in the back room literally just bawling my eyes out uh, because – I, I realized I was forgiven, but only through Jesus. And But here's the coolest thing, Dookie. I never felt so loved. Mm. And like, like uh, dude, uh, like, because, you know, I mean, I grew up rough, but uh, love wasn't the biggest thing in my life because I always felt uh, a heart rejected of stone became a heart of flesh and ever since then dude i've i've not i've not been the same i love people like i've never loved people i want to see people ourselves. say we were always miserable we live for others and the opportunities are everywhere 24 yeah. 7 and people even said that when i came out uh, after being saved obviously they didn't see the shikana glory like moses uh but they literally would look at me and go 
dude, you don't even look the same, man. You got a glow about you. And I always call it the Shekinah glory of John. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're on the winning team, John. Who'd have thunk it? Amen. Oh, Amen. Here we are in the last of the last days. The world's gone crazy. Things are happening big and they're happening faster and they're happening worse, deceiving and being deceived and lies. What do people believe? Well, the Word of God is the Word of God. And He told us how it would be, gave us a sequence. Nobody knows their day or the hour. But we're seeing all these things socially, uh, technologically. Uh, we didn't go into geopolitically. We didn't do too much about the nation of Israel, the supernatural element to see the hand of God. So let's, let's save that for next week. You want to join oh, me man, next week? Sure, be glad to. You know. All right. So so next week, man. You're we're dumb we're, enough to have me. I'm dumb enough to come. Dude, I'm, I'm all about it. Uh, I'm excited for you to get your podcast, too. Yeah, I want to I want to take you out for lunch and buy you lunch. Uh, I'm, well, in, that, in that case, we're closing out because I'm getting hungry. Amen. Hey, thank you for the opportunity to be here, and I hope that uh, our, our, our efforts today bring blessing to lots of people and share it with others. Uh, you know, we yeah. win this thing through Christ. Amen. Yeah, I uh, – uh, brother, I – I'm, this was my first guest on my podcast. You, you're the man, and um, I was, uh, uh, man, I was all excited, but I was nervous too, you know, because I had to obviously I had to rearrange my whole studio to to fit two people because there's normally just one, and it worked out really well. So I'm well, we so set excited. The ugly record today. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we did. Yeah, um, but man, God, thank you so much for be, coming and being a part of According to John. And uh, man, I'm telling you, you got to come back next week. Oh shucks! And we will finish up next week with with the rest of the things. I and, got halfway through my stuff. Yeah, that's why you need to come back next week. And I won't interrupt as much. Oh, I love you, man. <laughs> and uh, uh, so it is good. Hey, guys, thank you for joining me on According to John. Uh, I hope that you have learned something and that as you uh, uh, go through, especially these next few months, that you will really look to prophecy, look in the scriptures, look and find out uh, how the Bible's lining up with real life. And, uh, and don't be afraid. Uh, because if you know Jesus, uh, then you know he's in control. There's only so many things that are going to get us, and uh, uh, the devil won't be one of them, right? And so to God be the glory. Again, thank you so much. Make sure that you like, share. Uh, uh, share this with someone you know. Maybe they can benefit as well. God bless you, and have a wonderful day. Thank you again, brother. Awesome stuff, right? Good, good stuff. <laughs>